0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fensky. Earlier this year, Brian Owens got some huge news. Owens is a Ferguson-based soul singer. You might remember his great voice from the last time he was on this show. Then he was promoting an upcoming concert with fellow Ferguson native Michael McDonald.
1: Watching over you before you knew All the things that you would do Chasing the sun every morning Flying without wings, jumping over hills
0: Nothing would ever keep you still but Brian Owens is more than just a gorgeous voice. He's also started a nonprofit called Life Arts. It aims to cultivate young people as artists and community leaders. And that nonprofit was gifted this spring with 2 years of funding, $200,000. It came from a financial services company in New York called American Portfolios, and Brian Owens believes it can have a major impact here in North St. Louis County. And he joins us today to talk about it and the even bigger plans that are all around it. So Brian Owens, welcome back to the show.
1: Sarah, what do you mean bigger plans? There are no bigger plans.
0: Oh, you've got that's some it. big plans, Brian. That's
1: it. That's it. How are you doing, You're just going to
0: just stop right there, right? You got the money and no more work.
1: Yeah. It does not <laughs> work like that. No, no, no. It never works like that.
0: It I know I can tease like you about that because you are a hard worker and I know this is just the beginning here. Um, $200,000, that's a, a lot of money even for a longtime nonprofit. How did you get on the radar for getting this funding?
1: I always tell everybody I get these heavenly hookups. You know, God's favor in my life—it—it's um, it, begun in spite of me to to position things to happen. And I actually I met the the founder of American Portfolios, Lon Dolber, on Facebook. I made a post about my son, who is—he's uh, six years old and he's autistic and has a developmental delay. But he went over and was tinkling on the piano and. I was like, "That's awesome!" And I made a post about it. And some random person hits me up asking me if I heard about this place in New York that helps kids who have autism. And you know, two months later, he's asking me if I want to sing with his Motown band because he found that I was a singer.
0: So you just made this <laughs> connection online, and, and this guy has um, just ideas for you in all facets of life.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then um, I went up and did a show with them last July, and it was my first time playing with him. It was great, and. He took my wife and i amanda out to the center for discovery in upstate new york drove us out there and on the way we start talking about what we both do and i found out that he started a firm a financial services firm and that it was actually his company and i was like okay that's pretty cool and i started telling him about you know life arts and the life creative ecosystem and what we're trying to do here in ferguson north county And, you know, from there, we just continued having those, you know, conversations that led us to where inevitably we are today, where we're having this great partnership. And like you said, I I do believe it's only the beginning.
0: So tell me, what is this money going to do? I understand it's funding artist residencies. Uh, What will people do in these or or are they doing in these residencies?
1: Yeah. So we started back in April. And um, the first thing is that every, you know, we have five um, artists and creatives who are in residence with us, and each of them gets a monthly stipend, uh, basically a living stipend every month, and they also get um, a stipend that goes towards an investment account. And we're they're each gonna get um, a, their own financial services advisor from American Portfolios that's gonna help them walk through over the next two years what it looks like to uh, be a good steward of their money financially and, and invest in and all those kinds of things. Um, and they're also gonna get to work on cool projects and then we're also supporting them in the work that they want to be doing. One of them has a space up in um, the Hazelwood Florissant area called Doer House and we're supporting him, Tim Moore in his space and what he's doing as a creative. Um, we have a videographer that's super talented um, and three performing artists. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about what we can provide for them because as any creative will tell you, Um, financial stability can be a hindrance to your creativity. Mm -hmm. And so being able to have um, a stipend, even if it's not huge, to know that you have that income coming in and you can block out that much time of your life and and direct it towards not only creativity, but community. Um, It's not just about them doing projects, it's about them doing projects that will be productive toward the uplifting of our community. So. I'm super excited about, you know, all the things that they're going to get to do and that we'll get to do with them.
0: Now, I understand that this is only one piece of this puzzle you're putting together, and you call it a creative ecosystem. What do you mean by that? So
1: full disclosure, and I say this all the time, I never wanted a nonprofit. Um, I never wanted to start a nonprofit. I was always wanting to use my talent and my gift that God gave me to help other nonprofits raise funds and resources, and in 2014, um, as things would have it, we begin to f- organically find ourselves engaged in work that will, would, that necessitated us having our own nonprofit. Mm. Um, but for years, you know, we've been, you know, going back and forth with this mindset of, do we want to, do we do we want to build ourselves out as a traditional nonprofit in terms of how we get funding, in terms of what we do, um, or do we want to have something a little broader and? Um, The the beginning of this year, that word ecosystem came up and what it's allowed us to do is, is to broaden out the scope of what we do under one umbrella called Life Creative. And so that's the name of our ecosystem. And in that ecosystem, you have a nonprofit, which is Life Arts Inc. And that is about developing people. Right. It's developing the leaders of today where they live using the arts. Life Creative Group is the for profit portion of that. And that's all about building out the platforms for these leaders, building out the media, building out the music, building out the creative spaces um, for them. And so when you put them all together, you know, it's like the old Captain Power uh, (laughs) cartoon (laughs) that no kid under, you know, 30 knows what I'm talking about right now. But, you know, when you get all those things combined um, together in one place, and we have great partners too, like Maryville University and M1 Bank. uh, Girl conductor, who uh, is a, is another great partner of ours. One of my former students, Maria Ellis. So, we're able to now bring in partners underneath the ecosystem, and the only agenda is to develop people and places within the North County community hmm. that can help lead and guide the vision of the future for. Uh, for this city and provide a really dope soundtrack for it as well.
0: A really dope soundtrack. I love the sound of that. Um, you said that you initially resisted starting a nonprofit of your own, but man, it seems like ever since you've you've done that, you've just been on a tear. Um, in addition to getting this two years of funding, you also got a building donated to you. I understand you're in the process of, of getting that rehab. This is going to be a long process, but how did that come about the, that you now have this building just sort of handed to you?
1: heavenly (laughs) (laughs) hookup
0: it all goes back to that you were not kidding yeah
1: yeah ken so ken and stephanie poteet are brothers and sisters in christ and they also he's the founding owner of m1 bank and so when we were looking at um i was i was because i was at the symphony for about 10 years and i was looking at my transition from there into you know full-time building out the nonprofit before i would then transition to the for-profit side and you know, he was like, You let me know what you need, but I think this is what God is calling you to do. And so that's the first thing I told him. I was like, Well, this there's this building. And I don't, you know, I told God that if he wanted us to have it, that he'd have to give it to us. And sure enough, that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> so so now um and people can go to our website, lifecreative.org, and they can see all of this all of this stuff and they can even see the initial ideas and plans that we have for Um, The campus for life, arts, and culture is going to host the M1 Academy, and um, you know, I think it's going to be a beautiful place—not only just a community third space where people from the community can come in and um, just have a safe haven to, you know, engage in creativity or just to read a good book. Hmm. But the other part of this is going to be, you know, you know, fully functional technological workspaces and creative spaces um for members of our community and the academy side of what we're going to do which is getting into us developing you know new cool curriculums um and and with the times we're living in right now i feel like the work of our organization is needed now more than ever you know being able to have a nonprofit mission but also have a for-profit ability to create on a high level Uh, in one space is beautiful. And this building is going to kind of be the living embodiment of that once it's finished.
0: Hmm. So you were just getting ready to launch um, all of this, this funding for these artists and, you know, proceeding with the next step with this building. That's when the COVID-19 pandemic hit St. Louis. Has that been a big complication to those plans?
1: No, I wouldn't say it was... When you have partners who understand what you do and the fact that what you do is evergreen, Mm -hmm. meaning it's not it's not about a moment right it's about it's about putting your flags down putting your stake in the ground and saying i'm going to be here and i think because we've been an organization and a group in an ecosystem that's always had the long view in mind um covid19 has actually served it it, as weird as it sounds as a blessing Hmm. to slow us in ways and allow us to really focus in on some of the projects and ideas that we really wanted to get done. And is providing a platform now and a basis for what I believe is going to be, um, future ready, like future now. Like some of the things that we were already looking at doing f- five years from now, we can, we can start developing those things and doing those things now and it actually makes sense to people because of the things that COVID has, for all that it's taken away, um, it's also providing some of these, you know, opportunities to think of things differently. Um, And And I think some of those things, if we embrace them, we'll find that on the other side, we'll be a lot better off.
0: Hmm. Now, you've always been a musician. You're very well known for that. Um, Being an artist yourself, is it hard to find time for your own art when you're so busy now sort of building this this creative empire for other artists?
1: Uh, It can be, but I find that like, you know, for me, um, I have to make my art a part of what's being built. Mm hmm and so many of the many of the projects that you know we're talking about leading out in are projects that i find like are are projects that for me myself i want to lead out in number one as an example to my other artist of of creativity work ethic um but the other thing is that you know music is one platform but i i want to do films i want to i want to do anything that can help us creatively tell the narrative of this city without apologizing for it Hmm. for the good for the bad for the beauty and for the chaos and I think that that's what we're finding ourselves in the position uh, to finally do and you know anyone that wants to come and join and partner with that you know we welcome them because it's not you know we live we're living in a very interesting time it's like 1968 on steroids yeah that's a good way to put it you know and and I and I think that there are a lot of lessons we can learn from 1968, and I think there's a lot of momentum moving forward. And as we look at not only the, 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 the global pandemic, but we look at uh, racial and social justice and different things that are happening around that and living in the city that we live in, we have so many stories in this city that could help this nation and this world not only grapple with, but find some type of resolution. Uh, to those issues, if we would just be honest with ourselves and tell the true stories. And what we want to do as an organization is develop the people now who are going to tell those stories both now and later. Um, And if we can do that, not only do we help the world, but we can industrialize that process in a way that begins to help our city develop uh, opportunities for our youth and young creatives. And um, and that's what gets me excited every day.
0: Well, you've got me excited. Um, just hearing about your vision, it, it gives me some hope. And, and that's what we all need right now. And man, with your heavenly hookup, I feel like if anybody can pull this off, it's going to be you. So um, Brian Owens of Life Arts and Life Creative, I want to thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Praise God. Thank you,
0: Sarah. And we're going to go out of this show with Brian Owens' song, For You. That features the vocals of five-time Grammy winner Michael McDonald alongside his own. Podcast episodes of St. Louis on the Air are available at stlpublicradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Fenske.